This episode of Grade 43 is brought to you by On Trajectory. See where your money is taking you at ontrajectory.com. Somewhere out there is a class that has no teacher. A grade that leads to no degree. Recess is all but a memory. The children call the shots and the pets are merciless. There are no meetings. But there are still conference calls and always homework. Two middle-aged men with a guitar problem in the form of a podcast. Welcome to Grade 43. Get off my lawn. 28 minutes. What are we doing in 28 minutes? Dude, I even put on a different shirt because I was like, I got to wear a specific (laughs) shirt. Got to dress up for this. I got to dress up for this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're... I mean, we're talking. Ryan is a graphic designer, and mm. um, you can see it in his show and in his logo, and like it's all just so professionally done. If you know when, when, when you know graphic design, and you see something professionally done, you know it's professionally done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's no slouch. Yes, for sure. Yeah, and uh, so I'm like, he's gonna look at our like. I need to wear a cool T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, but. I don't know. Oh, that was that was what I well I was wearing like I prefer to be a true documentarian. This is how right. it is. This right. is how beige it is in my room right now. Okay, right. right. Well, the true calamar has just like he has a pedal for any possible <laughs> what if. I have an outfit for any possible what if. Not just a t-shirt, a whole damn outfit. Yeah. Oh, put on my Joe Satriani hat. You know, let's go. Oh. Let's go. I could just, I mean, in my head, I'm imagining you going through a closet. Like, yeah. it's just got like a, a, a lazy Susan of just yeah. different outfit elements. Oh. Here's the hat. Here's the t shirt. Here's the slacks. Nerd event. I got a nerd event. I need to wear a, a hacker t shirt, you know? Like, mm. whatever. <laughs> I got the others. Oh, I got to wear the plaid shirt, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Do you store, <laughs> now let me ask you this is a serious question. Do you store your, let's call them regular shirts? elsewhere from like your graphic or ironic t-shirts yes okay i do so i have kind of gotten away from wearing too much like goofy t-shirts i don't know i think i just got old i'm like i want plain t-shirts that have no logos no nothing on there. yeah i I don't even i don't even want the brand moniker on there it's like get that off of there please yep and i've i I know how to buy those because i used to work for a t-shirt company so (laughs) i buy blank t-shirts and they're much cheaper and they're super nice um and then i have like a stash in a box it's like oh i gotta go to a thing and i just look through it and i i have a couple that i wear but otherwise no but i have a ton you have like a costume trunk really i have a costume (laughs) i have a costume trunk of like oh let me wear my github shirt because i got to go impress the kids with my github t-shirt yes so so we should do so so folks just so you know we're doing the bumpers on the fly without the event actually having had happened so that's happening at the top of the hour and i'm acutely aware that when we did our steve interview although we painted 99.9 percent of the uh picture we did not say hello folks this is the mystery guest sign in please here's his name here's his rank and serial number so oh let's let's tell folks specifically so they can it'll it'll also whet their appetites i think a little bit well did we even say hi to start the pot like hey everybody welcome back no we just go that was a hard. That was a hard cold open. Like, it hey was. everybody, welcome yeah. back. Last episode was awesome. We talked to Steve Sterlachi, 
the man living the dream. Warmed up. Absolutely. I mean, he was, man, what a story. His whole deal is like, I think it's just no fear. I don't know. It's just kind of amazing. Yeah, he just goes like, you know. It's, uh, oh, I'm going to go play baseball. I think no, I've said no. this a million times before, uh, but there's like that Monty Python bit where they, uh, the, they do like a spoof of like a 70s talk show and they're like, it's called How to Do Things. And it's like, tonight we're going to learn how to play the flute. They're like, you right. blow into the holes and you move your fingers. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> and right. I feel like he's got that kind of attitude where he's just like, it's like, okay, all right, th- those are the components. Okay, I'm going to learn how to blow into it and move my fingers and just like yeah. go, like there's nothing intimidating. So Right. He's like... Watching his at the time girlfriend play on stage with her friends, he's like, "Okay, that'd be cool. I should do that. All right, I'm gonna go play yeah. in her band. All right, hmm. let, me, let me go achieve this. So let me go do that. And so now anyway, he does. So big props for Steve Serlachi. And this interview yes. we're also very excited about. We are yes. talking to Ryan, Ryan from Sixty Cycle, from 60 hum. cycle hum. Do you know which one is he? Is he Sixty Cycle or is he Hum? Oh, mm, mm. that's a good question. We'll have to ask him that. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're both kind of like excited about it. Yeah, so. excited, and we're crunched for time, and we're late on releasing stuff. And folks, yeah. if you're lucky, this might be a double header. I don't think it will be because I think I'm gonna yeah. crawl under my desk after this. But uh, yeah, totally. Um, it's an evening one. We're doing it after hours because yeah. that's just how we roll. We haven't done that and, uh, like ever, yeah. have we? We did. Scott, we did it for er- Eric. Eric. Oh, Eric. That's right. Eric that's was right. an evening call. Yeah, yeah. The the luthier and repair guy who yeah. also is wild. These interviews are all just so great. I love it. I like the uh, and so to open the or to pull back the curtain a little bit for uh, all fifty some odd of you out there. <laughs> so we've been. Meanwhile, the subtext of all this is Calmar and I've been going back and forth about like our slides episode and like what are we going to do for that? And we're going to do oh, this yeah. or whatever. And then like this came up, and so it's just like yeah. just a total go moment to just be able to capitalize on this. And we don't know what will happen next, but something. Will yeah, happen. exactly. Oh wait, is that a picture of Ryan behind you with Mup with Where Kermit there? the Frog? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's Jim Henson. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of works with yeah. the. It's a meta. No, no, joke I think I think Ryan's beard's more impressive. So yeah. Oh, his beard is quite impressive. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. all right. So we have not had this interview yet. All of our previous interview bumpers, we've been able to talk about and say, oh, it was so great. You know, oh yeah. There was try the veal. Yeah. And, and uh, all that. What is your bold prediction for our upcoming interview? I I, I got a feeling. Ryan is going to end up like interviewing us. I feel like it's just his nature. And so we're going to be answering his questions or something. I'm, I'm, I, I don't I'm, know. I'm glad to do that because to complete the thought where we were talking about our slide episode back and forth, back yeah. and forth, uh, the uh, inference there, when you get an interview, you come up with like a dozen questions real fast. Yeah. And then the interview yeah. starts and you're just like, you just grab on to the, uh, right. you grab onto the reins and you just hope that it takes you someplace good. So, right, yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, like it's all about. Yeah, I, I, it, it, it's about. What is it about? Well, like what you just said is just so true. You don't just have this. You have this list of questions, but you end up asking two of them, and somehow it's like a four-hour yeah. conversation. It's like, it's like improv. It's like showing up at a jam, right? Right. So right. We're gonna right. go jam with words here with Ryan from uh, Sixty Cycle Hum, and yeah. my bold prediction. We're going to have yes. some sort of audio hijinks just because oh, right. no one knows right. better than me. <laughs> right. He'll be yelling from the other room. That's right. Hey, guys, I can't be in the room. I got to talk from the other room. Hope that's okay. It's all right. We got an EQ for that. 
There I am. There it is. What? Here I am. I made it. Cut out. Sorry if I left you guys waiting. No, 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 not at all. No, it's zipper. Okay. Right Dude, on time. Eight. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the world has changed so much now. It's like I'm afraid to even call people. Like I have to text them. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna call you. Is it okay if I call like, you? Yeah. When I was growing up in the seventies and eighties, it was like I just call you. Whatever. Right, totally. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, I don't want any I I've been thinking a lot lately. I don't want my phone to work as a phone anymore <laughs> <laughs> it is absurd that we still call them phones anymore. right yeah. like the only people that call me i definitely don't want them to call me it's just like, <laughs> like scam accounts and stuff oh, like 100 percent. yeah like 100%. all day long i get like i maybe get like one or two calls a month where i'm like yeah that's that's a call that i want yeah you know, or right? it's like related like they're shitty still in some way you're like oh that's related <laughs> to an appointment right, 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 right. oh man i was about yeah. to say that's going to get into our ne- uh, to the first question we're going to ask in a couple minutes after we have <laughs> sure. the hello hello kind that's of that's true so yeah so we, <laughs> we just right. cold opened right. on there so super excited yeah. to talk to ryan from yeah. uh 60 cycle hum and uh, Cal and I were just and I were just talking uh, before the show, like when we were toying with the idea of doing a podcast, uh, we just started running off and just consuming and looking around out there. And uh, your content, because I know you're, uh, you know, YouTube, your visual guy, uh, was definitely like top of the heap for us. And nice. I think one of the things that we that I appreciate about your content uh, is that. You're just super honest about your own ability to play the guitar, and that makes the inner <laughs> me go, hell yeah. 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 My, dis- and- my disability to play the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think we have, that, that makes me feel like at least we have a lot of overlap because it's, it's more yeah. about like, you know, the, the gear and getting excited about something and maybe even some sort of weird experiment. So, you know, there's a million good guitarists, amazing guitarists out on right. the internet doing, doing that stuff. Boring. Um, yeah, but, you know, you're, yeah. you're doing something else out there that's – you know, not that that many other people are doing. So uh, yeah. that's my long-winded rambling way of saying uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, of dude. course, of course. Dude. I I have a uh, like a, just an, a rule, a personal rule that if someone asks me to be on their podcast, I'll just do it. So, Sweet. <laughs> sorry if that makes you feel less special. <laughs> what, are, what are you doing in two weeks? Because we're a little yeah. short on content. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll do another one. <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll come back. I didn't even know if I like this yet. I'll like it. <laughs> All right. Well, we we will entertain whatever hostile takeover bids. And, yes, uh, as long as we get stock options and votes, we're okay. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm not taking. Are you saying that I'm going to take over? I'm yeah, yeah. Gonna you're going to buy no. our, buy our podcast. No. no, I'm not buying anything from like an operational level. Like we'll still make the decision. No. Decisions, but you'll do all the work. <laughs> I'll, I'll charge you guys a consulting fee for podcasting tips. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Invoice Calamar. That's right. right. That's right. It's the old. Here's how you make a, a small fortune in podcasting. You start with your large fortune. Right. And then you right. <laughs> if if. If time is money, then podcasting definitely leaves you bankrupt. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was doing the book. I was doing the uh, the books because we planned like for you know six months ish, and then with sponsorship and stuff getting more. But I'm, I'm looking at quote unquote the books, doing our annual report to our shareholders, and I'm sitting there going like, okay, we only owe ourselves like three hundred and fifty dollars. Ain't bad. <laughs> it's good that you're it, that you're staying organized from the get go. Like that's, you know, stuff like that keeps you going. And well, it sometimes lets you know when to stop, you know, <laughs> <laughs> totally. That's important. That's it is. Important. Like, Steve and I, we, we started as a podcast and we've been keeping like 
like books on the costs of what it takes to run the show from the very beginning. So we can look all the way back from to like 2014 and see like when we got our first sponsors, when we got this and that, yeah. you know, when we spent a bunch of money on equipment or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, like we were mm-hmm. we were just uh, in the, the pregame just marveling at what your overhead must be, right? You know, we're like, because part of doing the books is like, yeah, we didn't spend that much money on equipment this year, but like Mm-mm. we spent probably what you'll spend on a bulb, maybe or <laughs> some sort of like lighting device or- Right, whatever. no, I I just spent, no, I I just told- people in a in a premiere chat like oh yeah i've probably got like two grand in lighting equipment in here and i thought about it afterwards and like oh that's just the equipment i'm using right now (laughs) 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 and it's all budget stuff like it's it's really easy to blow big money on camera stuff and lighting and all that yeah yeah this whole this whole universe just craves capitalism right right Right. no <laughs> it, it never ends. People are always going to spend money, and I'm I'm here to be part of it. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes people like I'm pretty politically left these days. Sometimes people come like uh, accuse me of being a capitalist or a socialist or whatever. I'm like, do you see what I do? Right. Do you see what my whole purpose in life is to push you to purchasing things? the iron fist of fascist guitars? Right. right. <laughs> I just think we could take care of. Poor people is all. I don't know. Right. <laughs> that's a that's a brilliant little segue to Calamar's next question. What typically comes up? Oh, uh, okay. Cal- this Calamar's warm. This is like our one signature question that we always ask people hmm. uh, because our podcast sort of the premise is like we're just a couple of guys who have nine to five type of jobs, a bunch of pets and kids and all mm-hmm. that, and. So it's the adulting question. What is the last sort of adulting thing that you had to do? Oh, man. Adulting thing. <sighs> I know. <laughs> I, okay, here's, here is a giant milestone in, in a parent's life, in a dad's life that we, we just crossed over like <laughs> I know, two, right? <laughs> two weeks ago, and I'm still like in shock, and I'm waiting for it to go back to the way it was. My youngest, my four year old, started sleeping through the night in her own bed. Oh, 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 oh my, my gosh! gosh. <laughs> oh my Man. gosh! It's like I'm a different person. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It's like, oh, but sleep. The, this yeah. is what sleep does. Ooh. She's just been like one of those kids that wakes up five times a night. And insists that you be in the room with her sort of thing or wants to crawl in bed. Oh, yeah. And I just got 100% fed up with it one night. Well, because she cock-blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it ends tonight. I'm done. And so I'm like, if you're going to be awake, if, if you're going to wake me up and have me be awake, then you're going to be awake. And I went in her room and I was like, I'm probably traumatizing her right now. This is probably going to cost me so much in therapy. But I, just, I turned on the light. And I'm like, if you're keeping me awake, I'm keeping you awake. Oh and, my I was, God. Wow. and I sat on her bed until <laughs> like 3.30 in the morning. Like, I'm not going to let you fall asleep. If you're not going to let me leave, I'm going to keep you awake. And I just kind of broke her spirit. And then I, it took me two days to recover from that sort of thing. <laughs> but next night, she's like, oh, I sleep in my own bed now. She got cocky about it. Oh, like, that's awesome, though. Like, that's amazing. She, yeah. my, my wife put her to bed the next night because I was still wrecked physically yeah. and emotionally. Uh, and then the very You're next going, night. God, I hope this works. God, I hope yeah. this right. works. God, I hope the very this next works. night, I put her to bed. 
And so we do the thing and read a story. I let her watch a cartoon, like a short cartoon before bed sort of thing. And uh, she hands me the phone. And normally I would lay there on, on the floor until she fell asleep sort of thing. And she's looking at me and she's got this look on her face that I've never seen her make before. And then she points at the door. <laughs> she's, wow. she's like it's time for you to go and i'm like oh thank you goodbye yeah, that's awesome. what do you want old man get out of here <laughs> so she's got fantastic this, now she's got this attitude like i don't need you this is my room lee i'm like where was that where's that been for four years yeah, like, well don't 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 doubt it just enjoy it right my I daughter know. Congrats, just did that congratulations she was like daddy get out when it was time for bed, I was like, yes. Right. Thank and, you. Oh, anytime. Thank you. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. Exactly. <laughs> I I was going to say that uh, we're dealing with daylight savings time here, or mm. the end of daylight savings time. And the first night worked great, but now mm. she's her her body's still on her old schedule. So she's, yeah. getting, she's going to bed an hour later, because we're putting her to bed, because it's dinner time or whatever, but getting up an hour earlier, which blows, yeah. right? Because I got yeah. up. And then she's not getting as much sleep, so she's missed cranky pants every day. So, good times, yeah. Yeah, I, I hate the time change. Like, yes. like everyone, everyone loves this recent time change. They don't have when kids. Those around. people that love right. it don't yeah, have kids, no. but they love it because, like, oh, extra hour of sleep. And like, yeah, but like the time of my day where I would normally get to go do fun stuff is gone now. Yeah, it's, it's, just it's not gone. a cost-free extra hour of sleep. <laughs> no. Right, you know? right, right. I I have a I have a plan for time that uh, some people shoot me down for and say, no, that's a terrible idea. It could never work. And some people are like, oh yeah, maybe I don't know. No one's as excited about it as I am. <laughs> but we I'm have the we have the technology. To change the time on everyone's devices all over the world, minute by minute, day by day, and there's no reason why we couldn't just decide the sun sets at nine every night. Yeah, the time of the morning changes, the sunrise changes every single day, but everyone gets hours of daylight after their work day every single day because it, it changes like 10 seconds a day. And you never notice the change, but it's like, oh man, it's the time of year where it's dark in the morning, you know. But I don't do anything in the morning. I wake up and then I go to work. I wake up and I go, oh shit, this again. Yeah, I'm awake. (laughs) It's dark. Oh no, no. (laughs) Jerry Maguire. Let's go. (laughs) That old guy. (laughs) Come on. No, no. That's that's my plan that no one will ever adopt. I got. I don't. I don't. I gotta like study Uh, that. I gotta gotta think that through. I don't think I have an innate reaction. I think I understand. I think I understand. I like that. Yeah. You know, you might not be uh, sensitive to this tomorrow, but tomorrow is Veterans Day, Mm -hmm. and it is the only holiday at my daughter's school that they don't get off. (laughs) Really? Yeah. My kid, my kid gets it off. Yeah, I, same here. I forgot it was coming up, and it's like, why does he get Friday off again? Maybe it's like a teacher, like parent like, you know, thing I, or something. I, that's totally a regional thing because I, like, I can recall being because I, I used to live near Calamar. I can recall, yeah, no, we never, never really had it off. Uh, mm. I don't think. I don't think the kids, every other federal uh, holiday, and now we even have more uh, diverse holidays here. Even you mm-hmm. know, like Diwali and Eid and all yeah, that yeah. stuff, but. For whatever reason, Veterans Day doesn't fall under that. So tomorrow's like, lunch date with my wife. It's like, we're going to just go. 
you know. I mean, actually, that's kind of works. You can get the kid to school. It's the right? only day. Every other federal holiday to me is not interesting. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm with my kid. <laughs> so, you know, I love my kid. I don't. Of course, of course. Right. We all love our kids. <laughs> Sometimes they're just incredibly inconvenient, you know. <laughs> and they, <laughs> ooh, yeah. ooh. they're and they're terrible project managers. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, I put them in charge of stuff all the time and never gets done. <laughs> yeah. Or and like I'm really bad at like I'll leave a hint like you know we're going on a trip in three days so between now and then you might want to do some laundry. Just oh, doesn't happen, yeah. right? So well, he's yeah. got teenagers, and it doesn't happen. This is what uh, I've learned: is that teenagers yeah. are just able-bodied toddlers. So I'm terrified of what's to come. Like they're just yeah. more capable of destruction. I'm not looking. I'm. I'm. In some ways, I'm looking forward to teenagers. In other ways, I'm like, oh man, I was a wreck as a teenager. They're going to be wrecks too. Like <laughs> it's the worst time of your life. Like being a teenager is terrible. Yeah. It's, for, it's terrible really for you. It's terrible for everyone around you. Yes. Like, <laughs> and you suck. Like you're terrible yeah. with your parents. Yeah. I was. I was just yeah. kind of like, what do you know? <laughs> yeah, they're definitely right. a re- they're definitely a reactive element. Where the cool the coolness comes from, teens. Because in case I don't I don't know who our listeners are. You know, we don't have. Oh, they might uh, be all teens. They, they might all be teens who knows we might be very calmer is very <laughs> you've got a huge so. you got a like a dad centered <laughs> podcast here huge teen audience <laughs> yes they love they love dad jokes it's yeah they, 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 it's what kills ooh, them ooh. um is the, like, they, the overlap of when you see yeah. it and like it, what gives me a glimmer of hope i was talking uh to one of the girls and they were watching a tiktok and it had a rolling stone song in it mm. and i was like that sounds like this rolling stone song and i played it and she was like yeah that's that's it note for note and it was like Cool, cool. And it's like, okay, so the That's Rolling Stones got cool, in front of though, them Dad. somehow. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but you got it kind of cool because because yeah. uh, I have a my guitar student's a teenager, and I got a uh huh uh huh, and I told his dad, he's like, you got a double huh? From I mean, he is excited. Like, <laughs> whoa, that, that was big. He so, shrugged four keep, times. Yeah, keep keep <laughs> that up. Whatever you're doing with him, because he, he got yeah. a double uh huh. Yeah. All right. So one thing I got to ask about, and this yeah. is just, I was, I just uh, triggered a recent memory from uh, something I was doing. Can we talk about left-handed guitars? A little <laughs> sure. Bit? Yeah. Is that an okay topic? Because, Are you a lefty? No, I'm not, oh. but I've got, some, I've got some sympathies for how you roll. Right. So, and we'll, we'll put a link to it. Right. So you are yeah. naturally left-handed. That's like your dominant hand. Yeah. I, I write with my left hand and I, I play, <laughs> See, I don't like to say it. I don't play guitar right-handed. I play guitar both-handed. We all right. play guitar. Right. Yes. That was such a good observation. Yeah. Everything yeah. we do is sort of – there's very few things you do with one hand other than, like, right. Like, right, yeah. Like, there aren't left-handed cars and right-handed cars, right? The stick shift is always, you know – Unless right. you're in, in the England. Unless but, you're – yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, that's an entirely different thing. So, well, anyway, would, so our, would American cars be left-handed cars or right-handed cars? Mm. Are we it, it, judging? It all depends. We, like, which hand are we judging? Are we judging steering or, or shifting? You're supposed to use a steering wheel two-handed, but if we're, it should, probably should be shifting. But then how many Americans drive manual anymore? Yeah. Well, I mean, manual's pretty prevalent in yeah. Europe, uh, yes. but not so much here. Yeah. I mean, I drive a manual, but most people don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those I are guess I'm right. Tell. I'm right-handed manual. Now that I think yeah. about it. So I, but I have Who's some manual? sympathies. No, sorry. Because right. <laughs> uh, when I play, I'm I'm right-handed, 
100% of the time, but when I play hockey, I would be described as shooting left-handed. And it's because, mm. like, well, no, I want my dominant hand up at, you know, uh, up in this part, and the other part's just, like, brute force or something like that. So I kind of get, like, they're, you know, I play both-handed, like, like you said. It, it's, right. uh, it's both things. So anyway, I thought this was a great observation. We'll link to that video. But I had a recent experience, That's and you an can probably one. explain this. Uh, but you it's your probably... most watched one. I was like, what's his most is it? video? Is, is it my most watched? Oh, it gosh. is. <laughs> So I was using a pair of scissors uh-huh. earlier tonight, cutting some wrapping paper. And I thought, wait a minute, left-handed scissors. And I remember you talk about in your video and you've got some, you know, some cutting of left-handed scissors. And I remember those, there being a left-handed kid in the class in yeah, elementary yeah. school. And it was like, oh, get Johnny his special scissors, right? Or whatever it was. And it's like, oh, right, he's the left-handed one. And like, they wouldn't work in the opposite hands. But I just grabbed a pair of scissors and I was like, oh, I'm using my right hand, you know, 90 percent of everybody or whatever that i don't know don't mm-hmm. don't, don't email us no one emails yeah, yeah. Us. uh but anyway i switched to my left hand and it worked just fine so what was the deal oh, with left-handed scissors? i see yeah what is lefty about scissors yeah because like they're both sharp it things they're fine. going there is it is it just a comfort thing but i i clearly remember sh- people struggling with it not working maybe you have those pair of ambidextrous scissors and you just don't know <laughs> i got a pair of shears here that i keep at my desk uh i'll use these to explain it I don't know. Are they lefty shears? No, they're just shears. But like what it is, is like the way that the ergonomics of the handles work. Okay. Like you're either pressing the blades together or pulling them apart with various scissors. So if you've got a pair of scissors that are really tight, then it's probably not a problem because the blades are, you know, they're they're slicing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, But if you've got blades that are, you know, kind of just normal cheap scissors then it can be very frustrating and yeah, like so you it's learn gonna be more like pulling the paper up through and oh, past the other blade okay. right right yeah. it's 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 yeah it's a pressure thing as far as how like the the blades connect with each other God. i don't know i if i had regular scissors oh wait i do have regular scissors here and these are right-handed scissors do i have paper <laughs> i have i have tissue paper here there you go. So i'm cutting right-handed and let's see what happens if i cut left-handed with the same scissors I guess it works, but it's like super uncomfortable. Okay. I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't know. Well, who knows? Maybe it's like polio and like it's not a thing anymore. Maybe they fixed scissors. I mean, technology (laughs) has come a long way with all that stuff. Right, right. (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) But that leads me to my question about the left, right hand thing. Um, You provided like some really, I felt like that advice was so good about why why worry about left or right hand when you're doing this all that and like quality of guitars and just like really good advice about it for people starting out and then you got all this like crap thrown out like you just get like all this no people Left, left, and right-handed stuff is a bit of a religion for some people. <laughs> <laughs> like Ned Flanders. If you say anything that's contrary to the way they feel about it, they they um they get pretty sensitive. Yeah. Um, and I understand it. Like left-handed guitarists, guitarists that play left, you know, left-hand oriented guitars, they have the short end of the stick. There's not a yeah. lot of yeah, options exactly. for them. And I get it. There should my whole point, and I I don't know if I communicated the point because I was just kind of rambling you did. about it. The, the video was very clear. To... My whole point is there's more right-handed people, like right-handed writing, should be playing left-handed guitars in air quotes. 
Like there should be more left-handed guitars because more right-handed people should be playing them because some people just prefer oh, to yeah. fret with their dominant hand. Right. And that's totally fine. You can fret with your dominant. You can fret with your non-dominant or strum with your dominant. Like there's different ways to approach the instrument. And so many famous <laughs> guitarists, incredibly talented guitarists, play opposite of their handedness. And it's like, it's silly that people get upset about it. Like you play that way or, or you don't, you play the other way. It's fine. Yeah. If you like the way that you play, then you like the way that you yeah. play. You like make this machine make pleasing sounds. However so, you did it, that's fine, right? Right. So was that, when did you kind of decide to like start calling out people that say unnecessarily mean things to you? Because like, I would be terrified. I would. The internet. He's, he's is, only asking for himself. The internet is horrible. The internet is such a horrible place, and you do it very well. And like, when did you start doing that? And, well, here, here's here's my dirty secret. Uh, I I like to repost the troll comments, and I I and I get huge pleasure out of the troll comments because. I have a long history of being a troll and it's like, I'm, ad <laughs> I'm, ad I'm admiring their work. I guess you could say, but I also like, I also know what's behind that energy. And I know that they, you know, they're either trying to be funny or they're in a rough spot and they're taking it out on some random on the internet. And it's yep. like, they've picked a thing that doesn't matter at all and that's kind of beautiful like not, none of this matters <laughs> none of this right. is so important that anyone should be upset we're not talking life and death here it's not heart surgery right right it's, yeah it's it's, it's guitars like, oh, i don't like what you said about that amp oh no oh <laughs> it's like uh it's like i heard someone you know say it uh, about Twitter, I thought that's where everyone went to workshop their bad ideas. Right. right. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, like this is what we're here to do. Huh, interesting. But I like, I like, I, I have a habit uh, and a history of reposting like screen grabs from, from yeah. you know, YouTube trolls onto Instagram and other places just to be like, look at, look what this person's doing. Look at this. <laughs> like, I want other people to see what I'm seeing here. Like, this is wild, the conclusion this person is coming to, you know. <laughs> And like, you know, it's a public forum. It's not like they sent me a private message and I'm yeah. airing it. It's like, oh, here's something someone said publicly right. and they're totally, they want people to see it. So they let's take a look. To be totally. There, right. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yep. Now. Okay. One time I felt like someone posted something and then you actually asked an honest question. I actually remember this. I don't know if you remember it. The person was like. I watched a minute of your video and you just seemed so condescending. I turned it off. And then you said, I would honestly like to understand what it was that I said that made you mm. feel like I was being condescending. But then here was what was the interesting thing that happened. I thought your fans rose up to your defense and started to just like, right, right. I <laughs> apart for him saying the thing he said, which might've even just been like, he didn't speak English. Well, I don't know. And he's just like, Hey, you know, maybe, uh, whatever it was, and you, I think, were asking a super sincere question, but then <laughs> that guy got like, or maybe up. he like he sees the darkness inside of me that other people don't see. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he 
knows your troll inside. I'm like, how did he find out? What yeah, was, how does he what know? was the tell? <laughs> have you have you ever gotten so that's a serious question because we've got like nine Twitter followers. And, sure, sure. Do know. we? We have when did we I, hit number nine? Yeah, I know, right? That might be more so, than I, than we have, honestly. Um, yeah, we never spend any time on Twitter. Has although any, it seems like it's a hot place to be right now. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're trying to drive up the you know the value a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um have you ever taken a piece of like YouTube or Twitter or social media feedback and gone, huh? Okay. And oh like, yeah. It made like a, like, so like, what's an example of that? Cause I think all people here is like the, Mah. yeah, no, no um, like what, what's the thing where you're like, Oh my God, you're right. And then I made this thing better. There's that's the value proposition, right? There's all sorts of people that'll just be like, well, you can't take constructive criticism. And it's like, well, you didn't, what you just said isn't constructive or <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's just criticism. You know? right. uh, but there's, I get a, a ton of information about how to make what I do better from the commenters and like, I, and a lot of it I'll take to heart. Like, and it's like, Oh man, I've got a couple people saying that they didn't like, mm. you know, this thing that happened in a video or like, Oh, this or that. And it's like, Oh yeah, you know what? They're, they're I'll try not doing that. I'll try doing something differently. So a lot of what I do is, is absolutely influenced by feedback and I'd never want to like crush the feedback. I want the feedback right, as much right. as possible. Mm-hmm. In fact, like a, a very early demo that I did, uh, uh, the pedal builder was like, and I really like your videos. Um, I'm also an ex studio engineer. Can I recommend some microphones? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's awesome. And I was like, yes, please i have no idea what yeah. i'm doing what what can you recommend so he recommended a couple microphones and i used his entire demo fee that i charged him to buy microphones and stuff and he Sweet. gave me all these all these tips for how to record guitar amps and stuff like that i was like you know, things like that like absolutely like no brainer and yeah when like if you've got a lot of people con- like complaining about the same stuff there's probably something wrong and in the very early <laughs> days people were like oh you know this is it sounds bad because it's closed mic like you've you got the mic too close to the amp and i'm looking at like demos and tutorials and stuff like that of how to mic things i'm like i don't think that's it and i tried putting my mics different place in the room like that sounds worse and it was it was other issues you know it but was your like, playing yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> no, it was like, it was, you know, I was using the wrong mics and the wrong technique for them right. and things like that. Right. Or EQ, uh, maybe, whatever. Right. Yeah. My EQ was off. You know, I, you know, I had a lot of comments from people. You know, sometimes you get comments from people who have like studio monitors. And so they hear, they hear oh stuff God. that I don't hear because I don't have nice studio monitors. I have all right monitors. But uh, <laughs> like they hear things that I can't even hear. And, you know, that that guy, the the pedal builder was like, hey, these frequencies right here, just dump them. You don't need them. And then I never <laughs> got I never got a complaint again. And I just dump those oh. frequencies every wow. single time I do a video. Like I don't wow. have to sit there and listen to it. I just know like mechanically just dump those frequencies. They're not yeah. doing anything. You know, yeah, that's cool. They're huh. just going to make they're just going to make someone's mon- studio monitors fart out somewhere and they'll be unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm getting an E flat from your cabinet there. You know? like, yeah. But you know that, you know, that's the taking the suggestions work because eventually stop, people stop complaining about the issues. Right. You know, right. and it's issues that aren't fun to be dealt like. It's not right. like, I mean, because some of your people get creative in the craziness that they say about. <laughs> you're like like that's that's entertaining so right totally yeah like there's when people take some element of a guitar video personally it's like well here we go here's a live one you know (laughs) (laughs) 
so so this kind of segues to to um you you were a graphic designer still are yes. but like you're you no longer do yes. that full time yeah not yeah it's, it's pretty much no part of my living anymore other than the graphic design that i do within all this content right, i right. create in fact know? i told brian i switched t-shirts because i figured you'd be judging my t-shirt so i had to put on like a cool one um it's <laughs> from a restaurant in blacksburg Woo, go Hokies! Uh, I, love where it. I used to go to school and um what was this transition and like did you bring anything uh, aside from your your sense of de- you, you were a graphic designer not like a ux designer or uh no just or, yeah just print like print graphic design is right. was kind of my specialty right uh, for like i i went to college for it i got a bachelor's degree yep uh then my first job out of out of college was i worked for an apparel company that was one of those big companies that sells in every department store but you've never heard of them but like made every single you know like right, corny right. joke dad shirt and corny joke you know like youth shirt it was like toddlers to young adults all the corny jokes and all the licensed apparel and stuff like that so you know like three panel like comics on you know shirts that you buy at mervin's and sears mm-hmm. and stuff like that so i worked that for a couple of years and the pace sucked and the commute sucked uh, I really liked seeing my stuff on shirts, but I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I was doing um, stock illustration on iStock, which is, I was making clip art. It was glorified clip yep. art. Yep. So that that took cool. off for me. So I was able to transition to being self-employed and then starting to pick up freelance clients and stuff like that. And I made a really good living for a while, like really good. I bought my house with graphic design money. Like that's wow. in Southern California. That's a huge deal. Yeah. You know? That's insane. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were in like, Ohio or something? No, you're no. in San Diego. Houses I mean, are kind of expensive. No offense to all of our listeners. Oh yeah, yeah. In I'm Ohio. just, I'm just like, <laughs> right? Sci- um, it, like, sure. Price of a house in San Diego for, versus the price of a house oh, yeah. in Miami, Ohio, or whatever is. Like, I have no beef with Miami or Ohio. So right, <laughs> right. or Miami of Ohio. But is my is there a Miami in Ohio? Yeah, yeah. There that's what I was going for. Miami of Ohio. Yeah. That might only be a school. Anyway, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> so digressing here. So you bought your house even with graphic with graphic design money. Yeah, that's and a- uh, what what ended up happening because I was doing all that clip art stuff. Is that industry got way oversaturated? Mm. They changed the pricing models. They changed a lot of things. It got bought out, and the writing was on the wall. And it's like I've got to transition to something else. Uh, I was having a tough time getting enough money out of freelance to like have that be viable. And it's like my my buddy is starting to get into video production because that's what he went to school for. And he's getting out of his, you know, his other job that's not related. And I'm I'm going to go do video production with him and learn how to do that because you have to be there local rates to you know, to do the work. It's not like graphic design where I'm competing with guys in India or Anywhere, wherever yeah. or Miami, I, I, Ohio that, you know, <laughs> aren't paying for a Southern California mortgage, you know? <laughs> right. And so it's like, I just wanted to have this shift of like, I'm still doing something creative. I'm still doing something, uh, you know, in the business arts, whatever you want to call it, uh, in the commercial <laughs> arts. Right. And so I started picking up video stuff. And around that same time, my buddy Steve and I started doing the guitar podcast. And eventually, uh, we got sent pedals. And I was like, well, I've got all this video equipment. I'm going to try just filming a demo. Like someone sent a pedal because they like, you know, the podcast. Let's just let's just see if I can film a demo. And I did one. I was like, oh, that was kind of fun. I didn't get any views, but it was kind of fun. I did a couple more because I was like, oh, that was, oh, let's do it. 
I'm going to document some stuff that I have. And then I just, I just got hooked. I just, I enjoy it. I just enjoy the work of it. Mm -hmm. I enjoy like the technical aspects of it. I enjoy playing. Uh, I don't enjoy, I did not enjoy being on camera. It took me years to figure that out. Cause if you go back and watch your early videos, it's like, I'm not on camera. You don't hear my voice. It's all captions. And I had like this humbling moment where I realized people aren't watching this, watching these videos because I'm not in them and I'm not talking. And the, the podcast is doing so much better than the YouTube stuff because mm -hmm. people like listening to me. So mm -hmm. I should probably be talking. And mm -hmm. it, I was super uncomfortable to be on camera. Like I had, uh, you know, public speaking classes in college that I essentially failed. Wow. <laughs> is that is not the person that I ever set out to be is to be a personality on camera. That's talking. Like, yeah. Wow. I was, I was thinking about this, um, when we were just in doing like my prep for it, like, you know, the whole idea of like a, you know, something on YouTube versus podcasting, it's like the ultimate pandemic kind of like idea of like, Oh, well there's in person like versus remote. And I, yeah. and I was sitting here going like, you know what? Like if I couldn't be glancing off the screen here to read a couple meters and see my notes and all that stuff, I would be so screwed. And you go on camera and uh, you know, it at least seems like you're there. So you've got this whole other set of considerations and I think a whole other like skill set that like to leverage. It so, is anyway, a crazy, it's impressive, I think. Yeah, it's a crazy amount of skills that you have to like have figured out to do this stuff. Like I, I talked to the other YouTubers and I'm like, do you realize that we could go get jobs as newscasters? Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Like we're, we've trained ourselves to be broadcast professionals so that we can make a couple hundred dollars filming a pedal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but the one thing that we all have in common is like, none of us are wearing pants right now. And oh no. Why would I? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even wearing underwear. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> but so like during the pandemic, when, when Brian and I were talking about making a podcast, it was, uh, I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. I like this. I want it. I like doing this stuff too. And I enjoy, um, pr the commercial arts and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, I started to make a YouTube video of like a pedal and I'm like, oh my God, this is a lot of work. I don't think I can yeah. like. Oh, nope. You have to really like the work or it's never going to happen. Yeah, because yeah, I love the work. I really just do not have the time, though. If I'm going to keep yeah. my job, I can't yeah. I can't do it. And, so, it's, and it's definitely it humbling, more complex. But that's where we got. Yeah, yeah. it's like. Yeah, I keep I've been planning for years to make a video about how to film an effective demo with just budget gear that everyone already has. Like most most guitars have a microphone. Right. Most guitars have some sort of like interface to record to their computer or something like that. And just like try to come up with a rig, like here's a demo that I shot with my iPhone and, right. you know, a $50 interface and an SM57 or something like that, you know, yeah, just I show would love that. that it could be done, you know, <laughs> but then people will take my job. And oh like, yeah. Yeah. They will totally take your job. <laughs> <laughs> having all the time in the world doesn't mean that you're productive and having money in your bank account doesn't mean that you know what the future brings for you financially. But, as they say, it gets really easy if you know the rules, and that's where OnTrajectory comes in. OnTrajectory is an easy-to-use, high-fidelity financial planning tool that maps your income, investments, and expenses in a friendly graphical display. OnTrajectory captures dozens of data points so that you understand how your decisions affect your finances, now, two months from now, or years from now when your kid starts applying to college. Built by finance nerds, OT is for anyone who wants to gain a clear picture of their financial future. 
It takes your guesses and turns them into educated, fact-filled, and data-driven scenarios so that you're prepared for life's bumps and detours. On Trajectory will walk you through the real-life questions to build your financial plan. With its helpful onboarding, you'll be up and running and ready to model anything. Taxes, equity, income, debt, you name it. Getting financial peace of mind requires a plan you can trust, and On Trajectory gets you to that plan, or plans as the case may be. On Trajectory gives you complete control and flexibility and supports all the complexity of your real life. So find out where your money is taking you now. Go to www.grade43.com OT and sign up for free today. That's www.grade43.com OT. Thank you to On Trajectory for being a sponsor of Grade 43. So this, I think this leads us to like a, a cool topic in terms of talking about like demos, right? Mm. Um, so, and we can go like a, a bunch of different ways, but for our, our listeners, uh, just kind of like explain like what, what, uh, what you do in terms of like demos and what you're creating there with your demos. And then you mean like the business side of it or like yeah. what, go, what, like the content of a demo? Yeah. I think more just like the. More, you know, both of those things, but like how how that like sits with you, and like it's it's kind of like the okay. you know, what's what, what is that thing like, right? Because that's well, I think an interesting yeah. idea that you're going to get reached out to, like, hey, you'll do a good job presenting this, right? So can you present this, right? I've, it's taken me years and years to figure out my flow and what I do in videos, and every channel does things differently and different. They have different goals that they want to achieve with their demos and stuff. And what I really figured out, like. I think it really locked in at the beginning of the pandemic because I started just doing leaning into unboxings. Um, people like I'm just, I'm just a professional taste tester. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's my job. Like I don't actually have to know anything. I just have to express what I'm experiencing so that people, record. so that people can know like, yeah. Oh, that is what I'll experience if I buy that product. Mm as an unboxing and you know as i'm pulling out of the box i'll experience what he's experiencing plugging in for the first time going through the knobs i don't have to and I, something that really stressed me out when i first started doing demos is like i don't know everything i don't know a lot it's like i don't know i don't know you know what parts are inside this thing to make a, a tone knob be one thing or another right. I, but i don't have to describe right. those things i don't have to know the technical stuff you don't, I don't need to be josh <laughs> right exactly there's uh, there's already Josh, there's other people that know that stuff. I just have to, you know, express what I'm experiencing and people will come to my videos for that. And then they'll go to someone else's video for technical information. They'll go to someone else's video for like, Oh, here's the exact way to apply this pedal to this classic rock song or whatever. Mm. Like, you know, there's, we all have different roles and it's just so much smarter to find your own niche and just, do your own thing and eventually the people that resonate with that will find you but uh it's you know it's a long grind to get there yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just for listeners that don't know what i meant by josh we always like to kind of fill this sure, in. Sure. it's like he he's the owner of jhs guitar pedals is who i'm talking to and i know that ryan knows him so he knew exactly what i, what oh, yeah. I meant by that but josh there's only yeah there's only yeah. one josh <laughs> there actually, is only one josh but i think he's a trying robot to, trying to think of another josh in the industry and when you Josh. say when people in the industry say Josh, we know who we're talking. We about. know who we're talking yeah. about. I, yeah, yeah. I have the, I have the box here. So uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> um, well, I just got to say thank you for explaining because I wasn't really sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. Josh is of JHS. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he does his his channel is uh, exceptional. Exceptional. By the way, and exceptional. he's 
it you know he doesn't do that channel because it's his living the way it is for me he does it as a way to build his brand and it's so smart and they do it so well they do it so well he's got like four or five full-time employees making that show happen which is like it shows and people who, who don't realize what goes into these things they don't realize like how difficult what they do is to do the live videos of the quality that they do them, like the amount of equipment that they're running is live jams. I mean, like they just do all this stuff. Yeah. It's insane. It is serious business what they're doing over there. And, and half of the time it's other people's product, not his own product. Yeah. yeah. Well, amazing. <laughs> that that's the whole ecosystem of this stuff though. Like, you know, yeah. is you can't, there's some builders who are like, oh, I just want, you know, I want people to buy my thing and not know about other people's stuff. And like, I've encountered that doing demos where I'm like, hey, I, I, do you mind if I do like this comparison thing between these? And like, we don't really like comparisons. But the, the <laughs> thing is, the way that people shop for pedals is they buy a tube screamer and they're like, oh, this is, you know, I, I really like this tube screamer because I really like this tube screamer. I want to try another tube screamer. <laughs> like, this one over here. This one over here is a little bit different. It has a switch on it that has a different mode. So I'll buy that one. And then they're like, well, that there's, you know, I like this one too, but I feel like if it could do this specific thing and then they seek out like a very, like a list of 10 others and they're like, hmm, they, <laughs> they sit there. It's a huge hobby to sit there and collect these things and micro analyze the slight differences and, and buy a bunch of them and sell the ones you're not using. And then you end up going back to the first one because that's the one that got you in love with them. <laughs> Are you, is this, bi- is this biographical right now? Right. What, oh, what, yeah. What's the, what's no, the craziest uh, gear dragon that you've ever chased well like i the i'm a big fan of dod 250s the first one i ever got what i bought it used in a guitar center parking lot from a guy on craigslist for like 30 bucks (laughs) and i fell in love with it and months later ended up dropping like 275 dollars on a boutique one you know like someone's you know handmade boutique custom circuit sort of thing i was like well i love this maybe i'll you know eight times as much love that (laughs) (laughs) and i still have both of them and i love them yeah no they're they're both great i still have eight times better eight times better (laughs) no but (laughs) that's okay it's special it's what makes special look look there's we have our casio watches and we have patek philippe's and they both tell time and you buy your watch for right reason it's okay Okay. yeah things things don't scale that way you know (laughs) no the world doesn't scale that way but no but but what happens to you because we interviewed phil so i'm curious to get your take on things yeah yeah oh nice phil's awesome i love Phil. oh dude yeah we went like First interview. Let's interview Phil McKnight. And now, uh, no, I'm kidding. It, you know, we just keep going up and up and up with our. How long did he so. keep you talking? Because he can talk. Well, we we can went talk. through three zooms. We went through three zooms with yeah. Phil. <laughs> that yeah, is back, not a surprise. Back in our back in our pauper days when we didn't pay for. The when zoom, we bro. didn't pay for Zoom, now we pay <laughs> right. for Zoom. We're fancy. We're fancy. Okay, so, so my my Phil my story. Question. Oh, okay, okay, oh okay. yeah yeah. Oh, okay. yeah no, let's hear no, it. no, you ask your question. Ask your question. Okay, my question is: What happens when you don't like the gear you review that you get paid to review? Then just the facts. It's just like, here it is like, okay, here's, here's the features. It's not, it's, you know, like I, I tell the, the brands, like what I do is a hybrid of a demo and a review. Like a demo is like, imagine the guy at the County fair with the sham wows. That's a yeah. demonstration. A review is like, well, I didn't really like that Marvel movie because blah, blah, blah. I set out to do a demo 
yeah. my personal thoughts about the product leak in as I go. You know, I don't, I don't charge for reviews. I charge for my demo. The review happens. So if I don't connect with something or I find a problem with it, I point out the problem. I point out the reason I'm not connecting with it. And then I move on to the other features. Got it. How you know? have you ever on in those uh, occurrences? Have you ever gotten like really like pushback from yeah. the the, oh, yeah. the, the oh, yeah. be like what, what the hell are you talking about? Why did you talk about this? Why didn't you talk about that? It is pretty pretty rare that a brand has a problem that they vocalize to me at all ever. Uh, and I I do some wild dumb stuff in video, so that's pretty incredible. <laughs> I get a lot I get a lot of stuff wrong, and you know, like as part of the comment section, it's always open for people to correct me. And if it's like a big correction, I'll pin it. Yeah, I'll be like yeah. yeah, I got I got that wrong, you know. Um, but you don't blast I, people's stuff either. No, so, I I don't right? set out to blast people's stuff. Right. Uh, if there's a problem where it's like this problem shouldn't be here, right. I'll I'll say so. Like you know, like. So I, I worked with a budget uh, guitar brand a while back and they started to get really aggressive because I did like three videos and two out of three, I found major issues with the guitar. And this, uh, you know, this brand started telling me it's bad cat guitars. I don't need to pr protect them. <laughs> it's bad cat guitars. Uh, oh, that's the kits, right? They have, yeah, kits. They, they have kits and then they do kind of like, um, well, they do counterfeits now. I didn't know they were doing counterfeits. And the last one they sent me had counterfeit EMGs in it. I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to work with you anymore <laughs> after that. I really don't want to cover counterfeit stuff. Like stuff that's like a clone, whatever. Right, right. right counterfeit, right. that's a different right. thing. Um, but yeah, they he was really trying hard to coerce me into not publishing videos if I found things wrong. And he's right. like, who does that help? Who does that help? my audience yeah <laughs> that's who it helps and i just have i got i have a hard rule that if it's sent to me i'm gonna film it and i'm going to publish it like what you sent to me there's a likelihood that a consumer would get the same issues you know like so why right. wouldn't i document that also like to keep everybody honest well to keep myself honest i don't i don't invoice for my stuff until i publish so it's like you know i might not get that money I have that's gotten, what you're delivering on, right? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I have gotten paid every single time. Though. Interesting. Hmm. It's Interesting. never been. It's, you know, there are people who have taken quite a while to pay. <laughs> but I think eventually they realize that all the guitar YouTubers talk to each other. And if you don't pay, right. then I'm going to go <laughs> yeah. on, you know, one of the various, you know, for, it's like secret forums that we have. And be like, hey, guys, don't work with these guys. They don't pay their bills. Interesting. You know? And then they can't get demos anymore from anyone. You know. Right. Because Phil said he, you know, his Phil, Phil's approach is more of like the review. And he's right. I don't even know if he gets paid by some of these. He just reviews stuff. I don't know. There's Phil, different ones. And he'll say it. He'll say this is a paid endorsement or whatever. But like, yeah, he, he's had issues and manufacturers weren't happy. And then what they try to do is get other people to say that it's good or something or he finds other they find Phil's, other YouTubers. To Phil has a really unique um, dynamic around his relationships with brands because he used to be a retailer. Yep. And so he has previous relationships with brands as a retailer yeah. and the retailers and the brands, that relationship is a lot more serious. Yeah. And a lot more like if you we're not scratching each other's back, then we're like biting at each other's neck sort of thing. <laughs> and so his, his initial relationships 
uh, cause thing energies to be a little bit different than mine. Like I'm just, I'm just right. a YouTuber. Like, right. Yeah. You're not, you're not ordering 30 of anything. Right. Right. Exactly. And he's not a retailer anymore, right, right, right. but yeah. those, those pre-existing relationships yes. persist, you know, his yes. points of contact persist as retail contacts and retail relationships. So that energy can be quite a bit different than mine. And I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that I don't get that. But the people that I interact with at brands are the, like the marketing people, they're not the business right. people. They right. don't, they don't actually care what, you know, what the profit margins are. It's their job just to find people like me and send me stuff and make sure this, the checks get signed and stuff like that. You do, do you get the calls from the people to, Oh, we love your, we love your show. We want to send you a pedal. That whole thing that um, I've heard about where people don't know anything about you. Cause a lot of these oh, brands don't know how to deal with YouTubers yet. And they just, Oh yeah, there's plenty of that. And most, mostly that's the import brands. They're just like, you know, we found you on YouTube, the numbers check out, can we send you stuff, you know, sort of thing. It's all over email. I don't like to do phone stuff. Right. We were, as we that. talked about, we covered yeah, yeah. No phones. <laughs> so, so my, um, my Phil story. Yes. Sorry. Phil story. Sorry. Go, I'll, go. I'll try to make it quick. No, was very, very no. new YouTuber. Uh, I ran into Phil at NAM. NAM is the huge, you know, yeah. trade show convention for like instrument stuff. Um, I ran into him and I just started out YouTube and was frustrated by, you know, how slow it was going and stuff. It's like, Hey, Phil, I was wondering if you have any tips for a new YouTuber, blah, 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 you know? Uh, and he ended up talking to me for like four or five hours. Nam, <laughs> wow. Nam shut down and we ended up in the parking lot and he wouldn't stop talking. I had to That's stop awesome. it and walk away. And he was just dropping so much on me. <laughs> and it's like, he didn't have to do that. I was nobody. No one knew who I was. He didn't know who yeah. I was. And he, he just loves to talk. He loves to help. He loves to tell you real information. Yeah. And I just, I have a lot of respect for Phil. He's got a lot of insight and he's got a lot of forward. To, he's, he's a thinker. You know, he, yeah. you meet him and you're like, oh, he's a good old boy. Oh no, this guy is like a yeah. thinker. He's yeah. thinking and, about stuff. And he legitimately cares about his audience and what he tells them to. He doesn't get everything right. I disagree with Phil sometimes, but he legitimately cares and legitimately has interest in protecting his audience and communicating yep. correctly to his audience. And it's, you know, it, it, yeah, I have a lot of respect for Phil. You know, yeah. most unlike, of us, unlike us, vast, we don't want an audience. We tell them to go away. <laughs> <laughs> the vast majority of people in the scene, the guitar YouTuber demo review scene or whatever, uh, are, are really upstanding people. And really deeply care about uh, protecting their audience when they run into issues with instruments and stuff like that. And like making sure that people know what they ran into. There's always some bad actors out there that just want to get the check. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the vast majority of us, I've been incredibly impressed with this industry. So what does, because uh, I only have two interview questions. It all boils down to two interview questions. I feel like we've covered one <laughs> sure. of them. So what, what, does, uh, what does a day look like? for you what's like your average mood mm. of doing things until you wait for uh, your kids to sleep through the night <laughs> well i'm you know yeah i'm full stay at home you know self-employed and i have been for over a decade now um and so the you know there's a lot that comes along with that and a big part of that is learning that just because you're home doesn't mean that you're not at work sort of thing and yeah. finding finding those those barriers you know, like I'm very, very personally strict. Like I work a nine to five. 
And sometimes I play hooky, you know, sometimes it's like, you know what, let's go do something fun. But the default is nine to five is work time. And I don't work after five, you know, like you set, you have to set that hard barrier. Um, As far as like my workflow goes, um, it, you know, there's a lot of emailing, there's a lot of communicating around that that chews up a lot of time there's a lot Mm. a lot of editing most of this is editing (laughs) it's like i can imagine yeah 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 yeah. the the guy with the bandsaw gets to have all the fun and the guy with the sandpaper spins you know (laughs) (laughs) as i in in my videos i have the little editing ryan that pops up from sometimes sometimes and we really are like two different people because (laughs) ryan that sits in front of the camera he doesn't care that's right Tape's like, free, right? Yeah, tape is free. <laughs> I'm gonna just go like, off mic, you know, and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Take your time, like you know, change what you're talking about. Who cares? <laughs> change settings on camera, whatever. It doesn't <laughs> have to make sense. And then editing Ryan has to make sense of all it all. Like, who is this asshole that I work with? And it's me. <laughs> Doesn't even take notes, bastard. Right. <laughs> uh so like the the actual shooting part, it's it's probably like five hours a week. You know, if I do two videos a a week, then it's it's two hours for one of them, three hours for the other one. But the editing is like three days, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's a it's a lot of work. Uh, I definitely um, always have a full schedule. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to work towards changing that to get myself more time to experiment around and do more musical stuff and have more time to breathe so i've i've been making moves to raise my rates slowly and see if i can find an equilibrium where it's like okay i'm charging more and working oh, yeah. less are you still a month behind on uh, i'm i always have yeah. i'm i'm booked up through most of december right now and if i'm honest with myself i should call it all of december because i should take time off for the holidays right, right. yeah but i'm booked up with my new schedule because i used to be booked up a month to two months out filming two paid demos a week. And it was just, it was too much to keep up with. And the moment I fell behind and it was like landslide and backing up the toilet oh, yeah. behind me sort of right, thing. Right. And I'm, I'm trying really, really hard to limit, limit myself to one paid demo a week right now. And then if I have time, then I'll do a fun video. I'll do a modification. I'll do like some, crazy idea that I have or something like that, that I know that I can yeah. crank out really fast and not have to worry about, you know, the technical aspects or knowing the product or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but you, that's my goal right now. You said an interesting word, you said fun, right? So yeah. it's like, it has, does the success of the, the content, like, has that been at odds with like your ability to have fun? Cause I assume like you didn't just decide like, well, I've never touched a guitar before, right? So <laughs> I'm going to start a YouTube channel and learn about it, right? So I mean, you, right, you right. have some proclivity towards it. So did, are those ever at loggerheads, or do like do you do you, do you find time to to mess well, around in a I used, with instruments? I used to have a band, and when stuff started to really heat up, and with the channel and me realizing like, oh, I need to dig in if this is going to replace my previous income. Yeah. Um, I I basically had I I had a moment where it's like. I don't have it in me to book shows anymore. If someone else in the band wants to handle the booking shows, <laughs> then we can do a practice here and there and I can show up and we can, and we can play. And then and, it ended. And then it ended. <laughs> no one wants to no book shows. It's a pain. It's a pain in the butt to book shows. Of course oh, it is. And so that part of, you know, I never played in bands to try to 
make a living doing it to try to be anyone. It's like, I, it's, that's purely fun for me. And I've been missing that a lot. So I'm hoping to be able to get back to that. And, um, I call, I, you know, I called up my guys and like, you guys want to get the band back together. And we're, you know, it's been like, it's been like a month and a half of us like chatting about getting it back together. And we still haven't had practice, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, I'm, I'm really hoping to be able to get back to doing stuff like that. And my kids are sleeping now and they're in school. I hear there's a light at the end of the tunnel for that. Yeah. yeah, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And it feels like if I and, you know, like the channel has grown to the point where it's like, apparently I can keep raising my prices and the work keeps coming in. So maybe I can find an equilibrium where uh, it's a little bit less intense and there is room to live yeah. a life outside of just work and feeding kids and putting them to bed. You know? <laughs> Dare to dream, man. I, awesome. I know. Yeah, big right. dreams, big dreams. <laughs> and, and follow up to that, the, the podcast, is that pretty like self-run, so to speak, or is there a lot that goes into The podcast, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, you do the same thing every week. You, you We find a couple guitar ads. We get a couple topics lined up. We do the thing, the the edit on that is like feels mechanical because it's the same thing every time, yep. you know, and it's like, yep. it's, you know, it's easy. Like the podcast is, there's a reason so many of us have podcasts because <laughs> yeah. it's easy. It's fun. The thing I always say is that podcast exists as a, an excuse for middle-aged men to have friends, you know? <laughs> 100%. This is totally, br- yeah. right. I had yeah. bigger aspirations at one point, but now I'm, very, very happy and content to just talk to my friend Brian, That's who I've known right. for like 40 years, and then get to talk to people like you because it's awesome. And yeah, the miracle to, of RSS brings us together. I yes. get to I get to see my friend Steve once a week, and we get to have conversations that we would have had. You know, the, the podcast grew out of us saying like, oh, we're listening to podcasts, and these sound like us talking already. <laughs> like, let's just yeah. record it, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Okay, so so we got a couple minutes, and we haven't really talked guitar stuff, which is what we do anyway. We're we're sort of sure. the uh, um, uh, who's our interviewer guy that we like, Brian, um, Werner Herzog. Oh yes, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> all right, no, no, all the right. comedian, the comedian. Um, the we always compare our comedian. podcast to him. Come on. Oh, Mark Marin. Mark Marin. Okay. There you go. Oh. Anyway, anyway, we're more. I met Mark okay. once. Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. Cool. I have. It's. I, it's a fun little Mark moment story. Wow. I, yeah. I saw him on stage once. Um, before he we, we went to that show together. We went to that show together. That's, yeah, right, that's right. When you still live down here. But yep. I did want to ask, like, are there trends in 2022 that you liked or that you disliked? Things that you saw because you get to see so much gear. And what are you mm. predicting for 2023? Kind of thing around guitars because we didn't talk about any kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, the, the trend right now, unfortunately is a major dip in quality control from all builders. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pandemic so probably, or just- bummer stuff. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's this whole, the, the pandemic cycle of like, oh, this thing is starting. Is it going to crash our industry? Should we conservative? Everyone's buying guitars. <laughs> We're selling out of guitars. There's nothing in the warehouse, raise prices. And then the, pa- the pandemic crests. And, and they're like, Oh, we got the prices high. Things are good. And now things are dipping down and people are going outside the house and their hobbies are getting neglected and they're not mm. buying stuff as much anymore. And, you know, during that, at that hump, because a lot of these brands, they put in their production orders years ahead of time. 
So by the time they got here, they were getting, you know, geared up for the orders that they made here on right. the other on the upside of the curve, and now they're on so the many downside. Ships already sailed, yeah. And so now they're cutting costs the places where they can because they can't, they don't have the cash flow forecasted the way they did before. Interesting. And Q, QC gets it first. It's just you know instead of having yep. three people at the end checking everything, now they have one person. Fine doing a visual check and like, fine, fine, yep. fine. And, <laughs> and there's I'm, probably, I'm, oh, sorry, go. I'm, I'm hearing from guitar for, guitar tech friends. Like, yeah, everything from every brand coming in right now is just like, they're missing major things. Wow. Interesting. And I, um, do you find, cause I, I find that, you know, I don't indulge my gear habit too much, but I browse like crazy. It's like internet porn. Like, yeah, no, that's that, what we do. Right? Yeah. And I think, and I think maybe you talked about this on the the podcast, maybe the Tony Iommi one. Um, mm, yes, Tony Iommi we talked a, a lot where, about the Tony Iommi signature. Uh, yeah, Gibson which has. Tony Iommi, awesome. Didn't yeah, like his guitar was so good. Um, but it seems like they've got just like some bad ideas. Where you're like, what are we gonna do with these four thousand things? Oh, well, right. I don't know. Why don't we make it this? Okay, good. And then they market some terrible idea as something that's meant as a measure to reduce inventory so that it like frees things up. So do you see, do you feel like you're, there's more of that going on? I'm not sure if that's like, you're saying that they made a bunch of SGs and now they're just rebranding them as, as uh, not Tony necessarily Iommi's. the Tony Iommi one, but just like in, in terms of like, Hey, we've got all these differently colored knobs laying around. What are we going to do with those? Oh, oh sure. you know what? Let's come up with this model of whatever. And we'll sell it as this, even though we're talking about a 70 cent knob. Right. right. I don't know how much of that goes on. I, there's with, with major parts, you'll see repurposing of necks and bodies and things yeah. like that yep. from, from various manufacturers. But as far as knobs go, I'm not so sure. I think they <laughs> I have just a fender like that. save them somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Like, uh, off, like, oh, we're going to mix a tele uh, electronics with a, a, a jazz master body or whatever. I right. Right. Was, yeah. Oh, those are fun. <laughs> those, those are they, fun. they did those as a response to the modding community because everyone was building those on their own. And they're like, we're not getting that piece of the pie, so we need to do it on our own. <laughs> that makes sense. But that was a huge thing for a while, people making their own telemasters or whatever yeah, they're called. Yeah, whatever yeah. they're calling them. Yeah. And, and yeah. anything you see coming in 20, like we're... Uh, it's tough trends. to say. Like, I don't find out about stuff that's coming out until like two or three weeks until it launches. So it's like, oh, it's God. hard to, it's harder for me to see the trends. Yeah. Than the uh, you know the manufacturer see and stuff like that. So we'll call um, you like around Christmas, and then we'll go back and edit and republish this. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Les Paul Junior. That's my call. The Les Paul Junior right. is the hot item right now, but that's Gamar's yeah. thought on guitar. I I think with the the you know the pullback of you know the consumer dynamic changing right now, we're because things got really wild for a while. Things got pretty exciting, like wild colors, wild loadouts, all sorts of different models and stuff. I think we're going to see a return to like pretty conservative lines that mm. are more like crowd pleasers, but not taking too many risks sort of thing. Like that's kind of my forecast. Yeah, you don't want to like, end up with hundreds yeah. of these in your warehouse, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. And the fa and I, I, guitar industry has got to be like the fashion industry and where – you just do the opposite the following year. So if you got big bellowy pants, you do skinny <laughs> short pants or whatever. So it's the same. You got the relict guitars, which some folks call acid washed guitars. Right, right, right. <laughs> you're going to have not relict guitars. Or yeah, I think that the trend for the future is going to be more guitars. <laughs> just more. Wait, 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 wait. Like how how much innovation the can there be? 
Yeah. I think it'll be <laughs> right. more men like us justifying right. the purchase of yes. cars. Of a $250 <laughs> DOD 250, yes. Right, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I got to try this other thing. I, you know, what if it's, you know, a little bit, it we does the thing. This one has a Russian capacitor in it. It's, right, the, right. it's the sound I've been looking for. I mean, some of that stuff can be really cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, oh man, this is totally different, totally different sound. But then the reality is like, we're all just, the most of the people keeping this industry alive are bedroom players. And it's never going to end up on a recording. Course. It's never going to end up in a band. We're just, we want to try it all. Just want to yeah. try it all. Yeah, I, I loved your description. We're going to wrap up. I don't. We don't want to keep sure. it. But like, uh, you definitely. It sounds like when you said taste tester, I just started to think it's just like fine wine. It. It's all about the. Yeah. Oh, this Cabernet. Oh, it's very oaky. Oh, this mm. one has like some blueberry <laughs> hints of blueberry or whatever, and it's exactly and that. Like that's what you do. That's what like demos are. It's all just like creative adjectives like oh man this humbucker is barky what does that mean <laughs> oh, but we all agree that it's true you know <laughs> it's like yeah it is barky yeah. that's right <laughs> yeah 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 brian and i were going to try to make videos based on those brilliant ideas like barky what's your barky here's my barky or here's your whatever ice pick. right right like you have, need to have flashcards with the ad, like the gear adjectives on them, and just like just put put out a piece of gear. Don't even play through it. Just put out the cards. Like here you go. <laughs> what are my keywords here? <laughs> yeah, this is all you need to know about this product. It's barky. It's mellow. It's <laughs> it's it's brisk. It's a little haunting brisk. mids. Haunting yeah, mids. Throaty. Throaty. Is Throaty. A one. Oh Throaty is a big one. Someone Maybe. should write out like a glossary of all the and just keep it going and keep adding to it as you know the terms. Oh yeah, you got that woolly. There's all this stuff. Yeah, um, bright, dark. You know, well, we didn't even talk drip or anything. Oh my gosh, oh, yeah, it's been an yeah. entire yeah, hour drip. not talking. We got to say, like Scott Newman, our very first interview. He loves you and he loves surf guitar, and he talked about your podcast and your love of surf guitar. And he actually even went out and bought a surfy bear. Nice. Like, unit and all that and uh we did some stuff and i i actually stole your hx stomp um ah. set for for surf guitar yeah we should have uh, i need to should... make a new one because they just came out with that update they did 3.5 yeah. new cabs they're pretty yeah. cool it's actually kind of cool with a little mic and all that kind of like yeah i've yeah. always had we, to do tricks I've always, sorry, I've always had to yeah. do tricks like combining cabs with different mics and stuff to get the sound that i want i really want to see like oh can i just do it with one cab now yeah yeah, yeah. So, okay, last question for me, because um, I asked you on Instagram, but you get a million questions, so I didn't see if you answered or not. But you showed a picture of your pedal board that you use at, at church. When do mm -hmm. you use a pedal board versus using something like the HX Stomp, or do you ever use the H? Like, yeah, I'll just leave it in with that. I've, I've found that my use of the HX Stomp has become almost strictly when I go and do like travel content, like I go to Nam or I go to Hennings in Germany or something like that. It's just a really convenient uh, way to get good tones to record direct. Um, and I found that I, for live playing, for playing gigs and bands and stuff like that, I just really enjoy the dynamic of a pedal board. I enjoy being able to swap things out. You know, the, the, you can do anything that you want in the modelers and they sound fantastic, but there's something about like, Oh, I've got a new pedal and it's green knobs. And, and, yeah. and it's got a, and it's a, got a knob click, on it. Right? I mean, it's got yeah, feel your foot crunch down on the button. Exactly. It's, it's a yeah, physical yeah. thing. You can move around, you take it one yeah. on and off and see how your whole rig changes and stuff. There is something so magical about that. 
And I, I totally believe the technology has gotten there with modeling. It was like, yeah, you can sound great. You can sound amazing with modelers now. And the preset function of it is just like you go on tour, it's never going to change. And you can yeah. download your presets to your laptop or the cloud yeah. or whatever. If the unit goes down, go buy another one, reload your presets, and you're yes. safe. You're totally <laughs> safe. Modelers are an amazing invention, but I just enjoy the physical knobs and swapping out the little colorful boxes and yep. you know discovering yep. sounds that haven't been put into modelers yet and stuff and you know like and there's certain things like fuzz it hasn't really been done well in modelers yep. yet like yeah mm. yep. and on the fly they're impossible i was yeah. trying to change something on the fly and it oh, just yeah. made everything crazy and worse no you need so. you need to spend a, a a week dialing in your presets and then you know tweak it <laughs> As you go, and then like someday you'll have a preset. Like I'll never change this. And now then, I'm locked yeah. in. Then I you can probably have like it. a like a pocket fold map that you keep when you need when you do need to change it on stage, and you can hold yeah, it right, right. Like, you know, you <laughs> hold down, down or turn, like that, right? press that at the same time, do the thing. Yeah. Oh man, it's doing a firmware update now. Damn it. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not worth. Oh man, I paid money for this uh, this tuner app. I swear. Like two out of three times that I use it, the tuner function is down because they're updating it. It's like, why did why did I pay for this? But I'm locked in because I paid for it. I can't use another one now. Uh, I'm I think my biggest pet peeve these days is uh products with apps. Like I'm I'm really close to saying yeah. I don't want to demo any products with apps. I'm just done. Mm. Phil said that he doesn't want to deal with an app. Yeah, well, and that's a, t- that's a time no thing apps. too, right? Because like yeah. in the moment it's an app, it's like now I have to show an entire app in a demo. That's yeah. like a whole other product demo. I should really just charge double for apps. You, <laughs> there you go. There, yeah. So see, at the end of our interview, we figured out how to double your rates. So this is amazing. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Ryan you got an is app only is going doubled. to demo app uh, products that have apps now because he's going right. to charge double. <laughs> oh, no. What have I and done? Calamar is a software guy, so he'll <laughs> consult for free. <laughs> there like, you go. We just doubled your income. So, yes, now you can buy our podcast. Most products one, one demo need, every other week. Most products don't need the app to function. Oh, like, you're wrong. No. <laughs> but a lot, like, if it, if a we product, can justify an app for everything. If a product needs an app to function, like a guitar pedal or something like that, like, I think that's a bad product because you're not, it's not future proof. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's yeah. a lot of layers. Shh, don't tell people that. Come on. <laughs> don't. <laughs> it's like it's like when you go to the pawn shop and you see one of those old like Digitech delays that yeah, needed like course. the giant printer cartridge memory, <laughs> and the the that thing is missing. So it's like, well, it doesn't function anymore. Like you know, it's over. You know. Yeah. My I was trying to find it's my a, Zoom pedal that's got a memory card that right. you can't get anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's somewhere up here. I don't know where it is. Old Someday we'll be on all completely different devices. Like, well, this thing used to do this cool thing because there was an app, but now we're, yeah. you know, we'll be like, thank God, iOS went away. And we don't have able to right, 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 right. I went <laughs> right. to look at an apartment to rent. This was years ago, but I will never forget that they had. Oh, we have built-in jacks. Well, but your jack is from like the iPhone two, and it's an right. iPhone eight, and like it doesn't work. Like your yeah. dumb thing now, just a hole in my wall. Like I don't want you. Yeah. I haven't, as an adult, as an adult homeowner and who's, you know, lived in an apartment and and a rented home and stuff like that before my home, I have never once paid for a landline. I've never had a landline. (laughs) Wow. 
And so like every, like my kids see the telephone plug in the house and like, what is that? I'm like, oh, oh. You, don't need, you don't need to worry about that. <laughs> That's right. We only need that if shit goes real, it's, real bad. <laughs> it's, I wouldn't even know what to do at this point. Like I have to find a phone company. I don't know. Uh, it, it might as well be like an, old fixture for an oil lamp or something right. like that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Like it's got a old map or a whatever, an old record player, the old photos, whatever. Right. Like, oh, that's where the whale oil used to feed a lamp, you know, <laughs> 200 years ago, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, because when you wake up in the middle of the night to read the Bible and drink your glass of milk because you've been right, asleep right. since sunset at 9 p.m. Yeah. I I I I know what you're talking about, and I I kind of wish we would get back to that, <laughs> like that that missing time that his, like humanity used to have, where yeah. we go to bed at sunset, but then wake up from like eleven to one and like go down to the pub or, yeah. or like make a sandwich or, or write a scary story by candlelight. And <laughs> That's right. Split some wood. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm cool. gonna go outside and split some wood. <laughs> oh my god all right well dude it's been absolutely awesome uh to of talk course. to you thanks for uh thanks for joining us we probably got like a i don't know i'll get this out probably by tuesday i think oh sure whenever yeah. you know like, so. it's, you, you guys don't have a hard schedule you just put them up whenever. we try no yeah. we try we tried every two weeks and release on mondays yeah mm-hmm. and up until the summer when just like personal stuff got in the way that was that was yeah. solid and that was good so we're probably only like a we'll be a couple days behind i think mm-hmm. yep. That, so. yep 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 but we definitely people do. listen you know yeah yeah that's a thing i'm like oh my god people are gonna drop off but then we look at the stats and it's like yeah no numbers are the same and some people download on week two instead of week one and it doesn't yeah. make you know it's just podcast audiences are the most consistent audiences there yeah. are like youtube audience so fickle i have to work so mm-hmm. hard to keep them going podcast audiences the it's hard to grow a podcast audience but yeah. once you have them you're 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 in their habit and they're just going to keep checking in on you. Yeah. Oh, they got something new. Oh, I'll listen to it. You know, I'm at work. I got to, I'm driving, you know, I'll listen to it. You know, right. it's beautiful. They're fantastic. Hello, That's podcast amazing. audiences. Yeah, we love our podcast audience. Oh, <laughs> no, they're they're podcast audience. No, podcast <laughs> listeners are the worst. No, no, no. Both of our listeners are amazing. They're so good. So good. That's right. Especially well, since here- we raise their salaries. Yeah. Here, here's something you'll find out as you grow, when you get, and you, you've got, say you've got, you know, 40, 50, you know, 100 episodes or something like that. People will discover you and they'll download all of them at the same time. Yeah. So you'll look yeah. at the numbers and be like, what the hell happened on Tuesday? Oh, you got <laughs> right. two new listeners yep. and they downloaded everything. You know? <laughs> right. 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 They definitely go back and download the first episode more oh, than yeah. anything else, it seems like. Because our yes. first episode numbers are way higher. It's such a mistake. It's I always know, a mistake right? to listen to the first episode of any but podcast. That's why, that's why we were smart. Like We shit-canned like, our first three episodes and didn't even release them. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. We had to re record like our second or third or something like that because it was so bad. We've had had so many moments where I'm like, oh my God, do we have, do we even have usable audio? Is this going to, how many, how many hours is this going to take to edit? Is this going to work? Yeah. 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 Cool. We've got them on the hook now. 
Yeah. <laughs> I didn't tell my Mark Maron story. You want to hear oh, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Let's hear it. Yes. Is, let's, is, let's are we still in the show or is this of course. after show? And we can yeah. keep talking. No, whatever. We just know like it's like six o'clock for you. And you yeah, have yeah. Like there. If I do this long enough, I don't have to put the kids to bed. Oh, okay. Well, well, we will indulge that for as long as you <laughs> no, I've got about an hour and a half to that, so I'm not going to aim for that. But I'll, t- I'll tell my Mark st- story really quick. I was Perfect. at NAM, and he was there. I saw him at the Gibson booth earlier, and I had a really awkward interaction, like shaking oh, his he hand. Plays guitar. Yeah, That's he's a right. decent player. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And, uh, and so I, I, I ran into him, shook his hand, and then kind of awkwardly split ways, and he was like, okay, whatever, a fan. <laughs> you know? yeah. And then I saw him later in the day. He was at some booth, and he was walking away from it, and I had my thoughts clear. And I was like, okay, now I'm going to be able to talk to him. I'm not, you know, starstruck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, hey, Mark, we ran into each other earlier. I uh, just want to let you know I'm a big fan. I also have a guitar podcast if you ever want to listen to a guitar podcast. And I handed him the card. And he, he holds it and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I look at him and he looks at me. And we're making eye contact. And I'm like, ah, you're not going to listen to it. And he's like. <laughs> Wow, I haven't had that many belly laughs in a while. That was yeah, that was that was a really fun time. And Ryan was super generous with his uh, yes, with his time yes. to, to talk to us. Yeah, totally, totally. Because he I definitely mean, won't install the Grade Forty Three app because we know his feelings about <laughs> software. So, that's right. You know, that's right. Since he's not going to adopt right. our platform, it was really cool of him to talk to us. Yeah, and is he ever going to listen to our podcast? Eh, as he said about Mark Maron. Eh. Yeah, I had that exact same thought. But you know what? We could probably pay him to do a demo of our podcast. <laughs> money, demo. money's money, right? You know, money what is, is what does money. he care? You know, I never know how our interviews are going to go, and, and and some of these folks I kind of know from talking to, and some of them I don't know at all or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, just. Yeah, how different, it, it just how they flow or don't flow. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, some folks, I feel like we're kind of coaxing out content. And that, with other folks, it's like, we got to keep up. Oh, my goodness. This person is, a, like, they, they just have so much good stuff to talk about. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah, well, and, you know, I think, um, especially this interview and, and the last one, um, makes me feel like we overthink things a lot because one of the things that I picked you know we talked about Steve Steve is like well yeah whatever I'm just going to learn that thing and I'm going to go do it and um, right. Ryan it's had the, the attitude of, of like oh you told me to do a demo okay I'm going to do that demo and I'm going to publish it and you're going to get it like he has like no shame about it whereas like me at least me personally I would be like oh I gotta say that your second gain stage is just really not as crunchy as I want it to be is that going to be okay and it's like he just rolls it and, and goes with it yeah yeah, yeah. Which is, by the way, not crazy. That's actually like the freaking sensible, you know, they, they paid him to figure this out, Trade to have yeah. him figure stuff out for them. So. Totally, totally. I guess like something we didn't talk about, because I wasn't sure how to phrase it, but I, I it, it's easier to just kind of make it monologue Was is that like on his show, and he says things like, 
He tells you, hey, we're having a special on unboxings or whatever and tells you how much it costs mm, yeah. and whatever it is. And, like, he's not trying to hide it behind some sort of veil of, like, hey, this is just me trying right. out this cool gear. It's, like, right. my job. I review your gear. Well, I, I do demos of your gear, and it has somewhat of a review aspect to it, of course. But, like, this is what I do. I charge this much, and we have a special this month on on new maker unboxings or whatever. And yeah. at first I was like, well, that's weird. Everyone else just is like, oh, cool. I just got the whatever pedal and I'm playing it. But it's like, no, you're not. You, they probably are paying you. And <laughs> right, like you're, right. you're doing a demo of that pedal. You don't just. Ding dong. It's Mr. Postman. Oh, what does he have for yeah. me? Oh my right. goodness. It's a new pedal. Yeah. No, that's not happening. That's not what's happening. Yeah. So like, I really, really appreciate Ryan's uh, honesty and how yeah, he, straight, he runs his straight day. shooters, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And how he's carved out his place. It's like we said at the beginning. For me, he's sort of like the inspiration for. Yeah, you can do it. You can be someone who is like doesn't have some sort of amazing guitar resume or whatever to carry the thing. You just create your voice and you find the people that like your voice and you make a business out of it and. It's like the perfect example of yeah, and it's the and, you know it it's on. the the commitment, it's the committing to doing. I mean, he pays his bills yes. by committing five hours a week to filming, right? To filming yeah. and then three day, like days of editing, oh, sanding. Yeah, <laughs> and it's every week. You got to remember, this isn't for fun and for shits and giggles. Yep. This is every week. This is your job. Like I, I'm going to get on camera. I'm going to shoot this video and I'm going to edit it and put it out there and it, and. That's hard work, man. That's hard work. Yeah, and talk so. about the you know, and all the stress points are on you in a way, right? Yeah, you know, you can do hard things at work, but ultimately you get to go home at night, right? right. But if you're running a an operation like that, yep, it's, it's literally yep. your name is is backing all this up. So yep. yep, yep, and and he pays not cheap mortgages in Southern California. I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine. What you don't know is that his house is actually 200 square feet. So uh, the kids were sleeping at his feet as he was talking to <laughs> us. So, <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, that was uh, an awesome episode. I had a lot of fun doing that. I hope our listener listeners did did as well. You know. Yeah, and if you haven't checked it out, you can totally check out Sixty Cycle Home. And I and the thing that I appreciate about it as both as a podcast and on the channel is like it's easy to dip in and dip out of, right? And you yeah, know, we we talked about one of his older videos about the left handed right handedness. Yeah, um, thing like that. But there are some podcasts you have to have like a good backstory and a good oh, commit yeah. to like to, in order yeah. to really engage with you have to go okay i, I want to listen to this but as people doing a podcast talking to people who listen to podcasts i feel yeah. like their podcast is well done sounds you know exactly like that you know like what you'd expect a well-polished podcast to be and yep, you can yep, very easily yep. tell oh i can get into this one and you can go and yeah go and walk and it's well something. encapsulated is what yeah. you're saying too yeah. right you can just listen to whatever episode and you will be entertained you don't need to there there's probably some inside jokes, but you don't need that to like get a lot out of it. So yeah, yeah, that's great. So, so a couple things. One, we know that probably our next episode is finally going to get to our homework. <laughs> We're like always procrastinating on our homework. We are still working on slide guitar, and mm -hmm. um, we've already actually started even talking about it and doing a whole bunch of work around it because we want to over. Oh, yeah. It's a, you know, as, overachieve um, now. As my son says, it's done. I just have to turn it in. 
<laughs> it's done. I just have to turn. That's fantastic. Yep. That's fantastic. Oh my goodness! Wow. <laughs> go, go, go! Wow. Um, <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, and and we know that. So we'll be doing that pretty soon, and we're looking forward to that. And there's a few more interviews coming out, and you can email us at info at grade forty three dot com. Yeah, right. Amazingly, we've never we've never gotten a single email. Shh, we get emails all the. Oh, I don't know what to do with all the emails we get from all our fans. So, and thank you to folks from Patreon that support us. Uh, yeah, that's right. We are still uh, puzzling at what the uh, what the upsell of that might be, or what the upshot <laughs> of that might be for you. Except our undying gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So thank you for that and everyone around the world that's listening. That's kind of awesome, actually, too. So having people all over the world. Yep. Let and, us know. Um, yeah, I had this weird thing. We've got this uh, new neighbor and... Uh, they have kids? They have, uh, yeah, I think they have way, way younger kids, but they... Uh, Do they play near your yard? No, they're not at the playing age, but their vehicles are often uh, in in front of my property, which leads them to want to run out the front door and yell, Get off my lawn! (laughs) I hope my neighbor doesn't listen. I'm hitting record. Here we go. Record, Uh uh-oh. Record oh, to the cloud. Record to the oh my cloud God. it on. up. I almost hit leave meeting. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> this, I'm sorry, sir. This does not comport with my security policy. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> privacy, privacy.